Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Welcome back to another episode of HBCU Hour. It's your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Aunt Petty Murphy in the building. First off, happy belated Father's Day. Yes, sir. Same to you, my brother. Hey, happy Free My People Day. Happy Juneteenth to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of feel bad saying happy Juneteenth. You know what I mean? Because there ain't nothing happy about what happened to our people. Yeah. But you know, um glad that we could celebrate the free the freeing of all those who were enslaved. Yeah, speaking of being free, I guess Dylan took that to heart. He'd been running around in his drawers all day. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Not that, free. Not that kind too, of freedom. A little too free. A little too free. But uh man, it's good to be back, man. Back on for another episode. Uh number sixty, man. Getting on up there. Slowly climbing. Slow HBC Wild, man. So uh it's good. Good to be back with the people. Hope everybody's doing well out there in the audience. Uh before we get started, as always, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. 
Head on over to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's get it started, man. Am I yelling? It feel like I'm yelling. yelling. It sound fine to me, bro. Uh, it might just be me. But, man, let's get started, man. I, I know this happened uh, a little while ago. But, man, I want to give a shout-out to Alabama State's 4 by one uh, men's 4 by one team. Uh, and also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Raheem Hales from North Carolina A&T. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The Alabama State 4 by one team uh, finished fifth in the NCAA uh, finals uh, for track. And Raheem Hales finished sixth in the 400 meters. Um, I know some people may hear that and be like, man, you celebrating fifth place and sixth place? Yes. Yes, I am. Because, honestly, they weren't supposed to be there. And when I say that, people didn't want them to be there. They didn't think they'll get there, and they made it, and they made the most of it. Uh, look for this team to continue to grow and get better. Look for uh, Mr. Hales and, and North Carolina A&T as a whole, their track program to get better. Um, I don't, I, I didn't check and see what Miss uh, Paula Salmon, where she finished. Um, but I do want to say congratulations to her for even getting there. And, again, major kudos. Uh, this ain't the end. It's just the beginning, so. Shout out to them. Yeah, congratulations, man. Anytime that you're able to place at championship level event like that, it may not be first, second, or third, what we used to celebrating, but anytime you're able to make it that far and, and and place and get yourself your recognition for your individual accomplishments, man, that's definitely worth celebrating. Hey, amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, but man, let's get started, man. Let's um we got college world series on tonight. So let's start with baseball. Uh, so we have the inaugural HBCU Swingman Classic, uh, will take place in Seattle, Washington at the, uh, MLB All-Star game. You basically, this is, um, Ken Griffey Jr. is inviting the best and brightest of HBCU All-Stars. Uh, it's going to take place July 7th, if I'm not mistaken, at T-Mobile Park. Um, looking here. Yep, T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Washington. Uh, kudos, man, for all the efforts to try to bring uh, black bodies and black fans, black, you know, same players uh, back to the game of baseball. Uh, you have the, um, I think it's MVP. Yeah, MVP Minority Baseball Project. Um, and then you also have, you know, say events like this put on by Ken Griffey, uh, trying to get those, you know, that that, that love back to the black community. Yeah, I think it's definitely starting to make its way back to uh, the black community. We're starting to see a slowly grassroots movement type in some of these inner cities and some of these communities with people coming back and giving back and trying to teach the game to that generation that kind of skipped out, missing out on it from, you know, from it being taught to them. So uh, I think we're definitely starting to see that trend back to the direction it used to be. And I think this next topic that you got is kind of proof of it. Yep, let's go with it. Former Southern University pitcher Jose De Leon, uh, to make his first, I put guest, autocorrect got me, make his first season start 
with the Twins. Uh, they'll be taking on the Tigers. Uh, best of luck to him. But I mean, you definitely with, with stuff like this when you're seeing major league players coming from HBCU programs. When you're seeing what recruiting, what they've been able to do, whether it be with high school recruits or the, through the transfer portal, getting some of these guys to come in the HBCU baseball program, I think stories like this will start to become the norm in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't just stop there. Uh, this next story, uh, former Alcorn State pitcher Michael Harris the first. Um, he was a listen, I got all kind of typos in this in the <laughs> notes, man. But I'm glad y'all in the audience ain't seeing it. But <laughs> um he threw out the first pitch uh to his son, uh Braves outfielder Michael Harris the second on Father's Day, man. So yeah, I got a problem with that though, my boy. Yeah. Oh, uh oh. <clears throat> what they didn't tell you. Is that um he was um demoted or designated for assignment before that game. So um his father, who spent most of his career in the minor leagues and never got called up to the major leagues, got his first chance to step foot on the field, you know, for major league field for his first time and if you want to call it his career. Yeah. And have that moment with his son, only for that moment to be kind of diminished by the fact that the Warriors just sent his son down, back down to the bottoms. Crazy point. He went five for five. Went five for five on Sunday. Um, but it's cold world. Yeah, it is. It is. And then they, they got the. Uh, it's a funny. It's a caption. Say Brazer went and know when Michael Harris senior throws out the first pitch. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen again because all things considered, but, hey, it is what it is. Um, now, we, we we have talked extensively on here about uh, coaching trees, about um, HBCU coaches getting um, – I don't want to say promotions because I don't want to seem like it's a lesser than – but getting uh, job offers from uh, historically white institutions uh, or – uh, power five programs, major programs. Um, we've seen that in baseball with uh, Carrick Jackson coming from Southern, going to Memphis, um, and then from Memphis to uh, now Missouri. And then also seeing uh, interest uh, for Jackson State's uh, coach Omar Johnson. Now, Alabama State's uh, Jose Vasquez. Uh, Again, another typo. Oh, Jose Vasquez uh, seems to be a target for Jacksonville State out of the A-Sun. I think it's going to be more and more prevalent. Honestly, um, I'm just waiting for somebody to come try to get Coach Pierre from Graham. I can see it happening. He is uh, He's going to get a lot more attention. We talked about uh, last episode. Mm -hmm. uh, He's uh I think he's coaching the uh USA under 16, under 17 development team. So um well not just that, but what he was able to do in recruiting, um, you know, flipping a commit from Arkansas. That I think too, people yes. are gonna start looking at that as well. That is that is correct. Um Dave's messing with me, he said typo <laughs> here, typo there. Uh yeah, Dave, listen. 
when you've been out when you've been out for a while, you know what I'm saying? You just start putting stuff in notes and resting, huh? Hey, autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was like, ah, maybe you mean this. No, I meant what I'm I put. Like, I'm definitely feeling rusty on this side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But man, let's talk a little basketball. All right. So HBCU All-Stars are headed to Harlem. More specifically, they're headed to the famous Rutgers Park. So, Not the Rucker. The Rutgers Park. Uh Rucker Park. The Rucker. The Rucker. So and this this Come is what, about Well, you're not nobody unless you play at that rucker. Yes, sir. So turns out this is um uh it's gonna be it's, it's named the uh HBCU All-Star Dream Classic. It's gonna be a summertime event. Uh takes place uh August 5th. Um at Rucker Park. You got HBCU All-Stars from, from all over, and you got two squads. You got the ML Kings and you got the Booker T's. Mm. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. I feel like there needed to be like four squads so you could have some Malcolm X's in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, I got one for Maybe you. Some. The, the W.E. Du Bois. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But you know me, the 3 one that guy, I mean, you got to have some, you know, Huey Newtons. Mm. I like it. I like it. That's what's up. Uh, While we're on this basketball topic, though, oh, yeah. you got some more about this game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to name some wait, of the uh, participants. Uh, okay. From, from Coppin State, you got Sam Sessions, who. Uh, the bucket himself. Yes, sir. Uh, Erica. <laughs> Erica. Erica Lee. She's still having nightmares about that man. <laughs> you got him. You got uh, Khalif Tate from Virginia Union. You got Chris Worthy from Fayetteville State. Justin Longstreet from Clark Atlanta, Cameron Campbell from Winston-Salem State, Okoy Parker from Delaware State, Marquise Godwin from Hampton. You got Alex Nunley from Harris Stowe University. You got uh Yasim Hooker, uh Yasim Hooker from Miles College, and Kobe Dixon from Howard. It's a nice that's, little collection of schools right there. Yeah, that's on the ML Kings. The Book of T's. You got Corey Williams from Lincoln University, Glenn Abram from West Virginia State, uh, Shondarius Coward from Grambling State. You got Devin Booker. I had to look at this two or three times. <laughs> from the Phoenix Sun. No, yeah, De Devin Booker from Skeegee. Because I'm going to tell you first, I'm going to pause here. When I first saw that, I had to think. I was like, are they mixing in like NBA, NBA players, players too? Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, David Booker from Skeegee. You got uh, Jeremiah Pope from Shaw. Quentin Drayton from Bowie State. From Bowie State, excuse me. Uh, Terrence Hunter Whitfield from Virginia State. Nathaniel Pollard from uh, Maryland Eastern Shore. And then you got uh, Ramad Wright from Virginia Union. And Najee Garvin from Hampton University. Yeah, that's a nice nice collection of schools. Both kind of, you know, you got the swag. You got the MEAC. You got a little bit of everybody covered. Who the coaches? Uh, uh, I didn't even look to see who the coaches were. Uh, but that's the men's. The women's. Yes. What you they, say, boy? Yeah, so they got a women's squad, too. So the two teams, the Sojo's Truth and Althea's Aces. Okay. 
Oh Lord, I'm finna butcher these names. I just looked at the first one. <laughs> I, I should have quit while I was ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I should have quit. But um, <laughs> on the Sojo's Truth team, you got uh Jatoria. Oh, that one is bad as I thought. <laughs> you got Jatoria Willis from Tuskegee. You got Maya Goldsby from Savannah State. Deja Woodward, Woodard, excuse me, from Jackson State. Got Jasmine Coleman from Russ College. Shout out to Coach Green. I know that you know, saying he love love his Russ College. Uh, you got Charlene Shepard from Morgan State, Raven Fields from Winston Salem State University, Shania Jones from John Johnson C. Smith University, Naya Bishop from Xavier, Louisiana, Deja Francis from Norfolk State University, and Jaya. Alexander from Coppin State University. On Athea's Aces, you got Camille Downs from Norfolk State, Jariah Covington from Jackson State, Imari Bell from Edward Waters, Takayla Austin from Savannah State, Brittany Seymour from Shaw University, Alexis Lake from Livingstone College, Felicia Allen from Grambling State University, Kanaya Pollock from Lincoln University, you got uh, Ashayla Jackson. I think I said that right. Ashayla Jackson from Tuskegee. And then you got Bria Gibbs from Savannah State University. Good job, Pooh. Good job. Oh, listen, that was tough. Uh, I'm looking. I don't see. Uh, I might, I might just, yeah, I'm looking for the coach. I don't see a, the coaches listed. Oh, actually, no, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, this event will feature star power with former NBA star and Fisk head coach Kenny Anderson leading one of the men's okay. team. He'll coach against Clark Atlanta's head coach and fellow New York native Alfred Jordan. Now okay. let's look okay. for the uh, for the ladies. Um, coach Reed. Let's see. Let's see. American place. I look like they're doing a New York thing, though. So yeah. Um, didn't have the coaches, at least I, I'm even okay. overlooking it, but but yeah, so that's what you got. I, I do like the fact that they got you know, say so they didn't leave the ladies out, and they got them. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. That experience is gonna be like uh, you know, one of the ones that you take with you forever. You tell your kids about the time you got a chance to play at the Rucker, right? Right, <laughs> but while we're on this basketball topic, let's go with it, and and we can have a, a, a more thorough discussion. On uh Thursday, since mm -hmm. that's the day of it, the event. But um NBA draft week. Mm. And another year where you don't even really get combine invites for HBCU players. Um but you know what they're gonna say about that. Yeah. My question is, what does it take for us to get to the point to where HBCUs have players? I'm not going to say drafted because I know there's only 60 slots, mm -hmm. but at least, you know what I'm saying, in the mix, at least getting the recognition, at least getting the rec, you know, the the consideration for being drafted. Um, and you can't tell me personally, you can't tell me that the talent level, because I know what I saw um, in the in the swag versus the, the uh, Pac-12 challenge. I know what I saw in in multiple games this season where, you know, HBCU stacked up against other, other quote unquote power or mid-major schools. So 
I'm just trying to figure out what it is that's keeping HBCUs from at least getting the invitation to the dance. You ain't got to dance with me right. when I get there, but at least invite me to the dance. Yeah. So the with the HB not HBCU players not getting invited to the combine. Basically, what the the reason behind that because we saw this with the MLB. Um, they do the HBCU combine uh, during I guess I like, like the. Um, what is, is it? The, it's not the legacy. Is it the legacy? Uh, you talking about for the NFL? For the uh, basketball. For the basketball. They have oh, one too. You're talking about during the um, All Star game. I can't think yeah, of what is, it's called. Is it the legacy classic? I can't think of what it is. But they do the All Star game. They do uh, HBCU combine then with those players. Um, so that's why um, they don't get, which still doesn't. I don't care what you say. Um, but Joe see, this Bar- Joe Bryan Jr. Joe Bryan Jr. should be on somebody roster. But see, this is the problem I have though. Like, okay, say if let's take since you just mentioned him, Joe Bryan Jr. Right? Okay, yeah, he gets a chance to work out at the HBCU combine. Cool, but he doesn't get a chance to do to run the five on five at the NBA combine, okay. where so many so many late first round and second round picks make their money. That's where they make their name for themselves is at that five-on-five whenever the scouts can see you in a game atmosphere versus other top players in this draft class. So, yeah, they get a chance to work out, but it's not apples to apples. You're not giving me a chance to make my name against this guy who I know going in the lottery or, you know, a guy who friends lottery pick. Let me go bust him in this five-on-five so you can really see what I'm working with. Completely agree. Um, Because – as you so eloquently put it, uh, and I ain't really think about it like that, but you're absolutely right. Uh, if you're saying that you don't know if these players can compete against NBA caliber players or players you think are NBA caliber players, put them to the test. We saw during the SWAC, you know what I'm saying, Pac-12 I'm challenge. Yeah. Uh, you saw, uh, not even just then, when you saw um, games like Jackson State versus SMU. Or you see um Grambling beating Vanderbilt. Hello. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Like, if there was a guy, since he's on ground squad, Shandarius Cow. If he played for Vanderbilt, he bid that he bid that combine. Completely. You know what I'm saying? But he played on a team that beat Vanderbilt and doesn't even get even the record, you know, consideration for it. That's my only problem, man. And and it's it's almost worse than football because the gap between those levels is much smaller in basketball than it is in football. We've seen it this year when we've seen multiple HBCUs beat those schools. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna we, we can deep dive more into it on Thursday. That's uh, good with me. That's good. I just, yeah, I, I completely since agree. This is draft week, you know, and I've been seeing the commercials for the draft. It just made me want to question it. All right. All right. Uh, man, let's move on a little bit. That's the only thing we had now. Let's talk football. Uh, I'm going to say that first one. I'm going to say it out for a little bit. We can move on down, man. Uh, Allstate is now the new sponsor, lead sponsor for the HBCU Legacy Bowl. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, it's gonna be big, you know. Saying to bring more attention, um, and, and I guess my more eyes. So, we're gonna um, bring mayhem to Atlanta, huh? 
No, New Orleans. It's gonna be at uh Yeoman Stadium again. Okay, okay, okay. It's gonna be at Yeoman Stadium. Uh they had a date out there too. Uh god dang it. Hold now, on. New Orleans got enough mayhem. Y'all leave that way. Say <laughs> let me let me get you a, a date. Uh boop 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 boop. February twenty fourth, three p.m. Yeoman Stadium. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. 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 So there you go. But then that that get brings us back to, um, it's so late in the game. Um, all the other games have been played. You know, are guys gonna try to put compete in this, or are they gonna sit this one out like they did last year? Yeah. So, oh man! All right, uh, man. Next up, man. Speaking of the, uh, well, it's not the legacy bowl, but the Speaking of a legacy, a legacy. There you go. Um, Shadour Sanders was named the Black College Football Player College Player of the Year. Um. Also, former Alabama State and current Houston, Texas, Titus Howard was named the Black College Football Pro Player of the Year. So, congratulations! Congratulations, congratulations to those. Uh, those were also uh, that was in held in Atlanta at the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, they also announced the hold on, let me put because I feel bad I don't have this up. Uh, They also had the Black College Football uh, Hall of Fame class for 2023 announced. You got from Alcorn, you got Leslie Frazier from FAMU, Mr. Henry Lawrence. From uh, Philander Smith, you got Elijah Pitts. From Elizabeth City State, you got Johnny Walton. From FAMU, you got Tyrone McGriff. From Tennessee State, Mr. Jim uh, Marsalis. Uh, from Grambling State, Albert Lewis, and from Southern and Winston-Salem State, Coach Pete Richardson. Yes, uh, congratulations to all those. Definitely deserving. Definitely deserving. Well deserving. If y'all ever get a chance, go to Black, Black College Football, HOF.org, um, and you can see those names of those uh, members uh, who added. Also, to give a little write-up on them, so. Yeah, Dave, Dave says college pro player of the year. I know yeah. it sounds kind of crazy, Dave, but basically what it is is um, it's a pro player who came from a black college. Um, so he is the player of the year of those who came from a black college. Sounds kind of confusing, but that's basically what the award is. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um And while we and while we brought up Shador, I, I do want to say um prayers to his father and um the medical situation that he's going through. I know we, we joke a lot, we give him a lot of hell or whatever on hell about his tenure at Jackson State, but in all seriousness, prayers up to him and hopefully that um the prognosis is good and, and it comes to a speedy recovery for him. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, um because I, I don't know it's, if you've heard or been out of the loop. But uh, Deion Sanders uh, has uh, had circulation issues with his feet. 
Um, it required them to amputate two of his toes. Um, now uh, they say he may could possibly lose his uh, entire foot. So, yeah, sad. Sad. I mean, don't don't wish that on anyone, regardless of what happened and how we feel about him as a coach or a player or whatever the situation may be. As a human and as a man, you don't want to hear that for anyone. So, uh, prayers up for him and hopefully speedy recovery. And hope the best comes in that situation. All right. Um, now, uh, last year, the uh, Jackson State and Deion Sanders hosted the XFL HBCU Coast Showcase. This year, the showcase was moved to Clark Atlanta University. Uh, man, what a showcase it was. Uh, yeah, players yes, from all around uh, there. Running, running some crazy times. Yes. And what I do love about this, NFL, take notes. This is something you can do. Talk to him, Pooh. This is something you can do, and it, and it kind of ties into what we just talked about with the having the HBCU combine. The XFL did their showcase, and some of the top performers were then invited to the main showcase with other uh, draft eligible XFL players. Uh, this will give them a chance to not, not only compete against their HBCU peers, but compete against college football peers or, well, yeah, it'll just be college yeah. football peers. But you can uh, see what they stack up against the rest of the class, though. Bingo, bingo. Take notes, NFL. Take notes, NBA. NBA. This is how you do it. If you're going to have a se- MLB, take notes. If you're going to have a separate one and, and just to see, you know what I'm saying, let's figure it out. Boom, let's weed them out and let's bring them in so you can have everybody so you can see and really, really be able to pick. And just stack them up against the best of the best. Who's the cream of the crop? I'm with you, brother. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. All right, man. Also, man, speaking of the XFL, former Alcorn State wide receiver Chris Blair, uh, who just recently played in the XFL, got called up by the Atlanta Falcons. So, Falcons. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Yeah. Uh, We forgot a little, but yeah. Yeah, my bad. The Atlanta Falcons called up Chris Blair. Um, Man, big shout out to him. If I'm not mistaken, he was on that uh, Generals team with with Coach Reggie Barlow as well. Yeah, but I will say this too. As I got, um, as I got G would say, this is why you draft HBCU players. There you go. Let's talk about it. And somewhere, somewhere, the other G, GA from GS, GESPN is yelling at big, bad Braves. Big shout out to them, man. So, yes. congratulations on that. <laughs> uh, man, they said Falcons equals uh, fans always can't, uh, left counting on next season. <laughs> That's I like it. I like it. Uh, man. Have, did you see uh, HBCU game days um, preseason poll? It was interesting to say that. It was. It was, man. Shout out to uh, HBCU game day. Uh, good friend, uh, Stephen Gaylor. Um, they actually did, they did a, a preseason poll. It was a committee, uh, committee vote uh, for the staff and stuff. Well, it's, it's the staff FCS poll, I guess you could say. And uh, let, let's do this. I'll start at 10 and work way up. Yeah, yeah. At 10, they had Prairie View with 16 points. 
They said, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to read the captions, but y'all go check out HBCU Game Day. Uh, and number nine, Morgan State. Interesting. They must have found an offense up there. Hey, listen, I'm hearing good things, man. I, I had a conversation about Morgan State this weekend, man, too. Uh, shout out to uh, Coach Sherman over at Tulane, man, former former Morgan State Bear. But uh, Morgan State came in at number nine. Number eight, this was kind of surprising to me, too. Um, South Carolina State. Not really to me. Not as surprising as Morgan. It's, it's surprising to me. I think they. I feel like they'll be a little bit higher. But oh, okay, I get what you're saying. You're going okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I feel like they'll be a little bit higher. But but you know, saying still top ten, number eight, and number seven. This was surprising. North Carolina A and T. I could see that. We'll see. Number six. All the people have been talking about this team uh, because of the uh, fear of what the quarterback situation may look like. Uh, Alabama, Alabama State. Alabama State. Hey, shout out to our guys over at Wildcard, man. We're going we gonna to get them on because they think highly of, of uh, Davis. They see it a little bit different, man. So I can't wait to talk to them, man, see, how, see what they really think. Okay. Uh, but Alabama State at number six. Number five. Co-champions out of the MEAC. Howard. Number four, the Fighting Ascots, a.k.a. Uh, what's what's his name? Coach Dooley. No, no. I was going to say, uh, what's our guy? BJ. Oh. <laughs> BJ and uh, – <laughs> Fight BJ Jones. Fight, fight BJ's and, and Mo Carter's. Uh, but, yeah, they got number four. They got Southern. No, Southern at number four. Now, they don't have a number next to this name, and I think they did that on purpose. They did it on purpose, so uh, they just said, hey, we had y'all on the list. You know what I'm saying? I don't say where they was at. But uh, Jackson State. Mm. Interesting. Jackson State at number three. Now, hey, speaking of Jackson State, uh, James Houston is going back to his number number forty one this year. Uh oh, that sounds like trouble for some quarterbacks. Yeah, so he's going back to number forty one. Uh, number two, Bam, you interesting. And number one is one I think we all kind of Gremlin. North Carolina Central. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, you know, North Carolina Central at number one. Any of the? I, I know we kind of talked a little bit about it, about uh, which ones was kind of surprising and stuff. Southern kind of high to me. Um, I agree. Um, I feel like South. I'm with you on South Carolina State. I feel like they're a little too low. Um, Morgan State being in the top ten kind of shocking. Um, but I'm pretty cool with the list. It's oh yeah, pretty, pretty uh, let me let me say this. One thing I learned about lists, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna talk bad about nobody. List, touche, my boy. Uh, on on this podcast, touche, my boy. I ain't gonna talk too bad about nobody. List, but I do see. I understand. You know, what I'm saying, um, 
I understand what like all the all the teams they have on here. Um, I am I'm a little I'm a little they I, I think they they think they really high on some of these teams and um, kind of low on some on some of the others, but I, I can dig it. I can feel it. So yeah, yeah. Now <clears throat> I do want to talk about this. <clears throat> Willie Coach Willie Simmons of FAMU was on with uh, Jeff Likesley Jr. Uh, during the interview, and he basically said that. The loss to Jackson State was due to self-inflicted, uh, I don't want to say injuries, but mistakes, self-inflicted mistakes. Um, and I just want to know your thoughts on it. By the way, I just want to remind everybody the score was 59-3. to <clears throat> Not trying to be funny, but the score was 59-3, and he said that mostly self-inflicted loss. Sometimes it's okay to tip your hat to mm-hmm. the other guy and just say you was the better man today. I agree. I agree. I tell listen, it's a it's a lesson I tell Dylan all the time. Some days you the bird, some days you the statue. And uh unfortunately, um fam, you just got caught in the middle of I think a lot of different things uh that day. They had the issue with uh, the admin stuff. They had, um, uh, I think, just a lot of other just incohesive things uh, just kind of threw the whole thing in whack, just threw the whole game in whack. Uh, But no excuses. Jackson State played the best game, in my opinion, one of their best games of the season. I think they played their best game. against FAMU in their second best game against North Carolina Central. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just boils down to it wasn't your day. You know what I mean? And, yeah, you might have made some mistakes. You might have, you know, turned the ball over here, jumped outside here. But I just – whenever you lose like that, man, you you – you just gotta take it on the chin, bro. Even if that's the case, you just take it on. Now I would, I would, I for twenty twenty one. If you wanted to say y'all lost because of some self inflicted, you know, mistakes or whatever in twenty twenty one, sure, okay, you know. But when you get beat by fifty something points, man, you just gotta tip your head to the other guy. Exactly, exactly. Uh, definitely, just like you said, just gotta tip your head. Uh, say hey. Um, you got me today, bro. That's, that's I see. I see it next year, and then you leave that pink a pink scooter in the middle of the field for him. That's how you get them. Get them back. I'm gonna get you. I see you next year. Uh, but uh, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be very interesting. Um, and I hate to end on a, on a, a sour note like this, but we got uh Ray Lewis the third. Uh, want to send our condolences to Ray Lewis. Uh, I think it's Rayshawn Lewis and, and and all that family. Um, Ray Lewis the third was found. Uh, well, was was deemed to be unresponsive uh, at a party. Uh, friends were trying pre- trying to perform CPR on him when the, when the police arrived, um, and he was pronounced uh, deceased at the hospital. So our condolences to Ray Lewis. Uh, uh, Ray Lewis, the the Hall of Fame linebacker, um, the son, and also the entire family and all those affected. 
second, second, second. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to Big Pokey. For those of you who don't know, man, he was a, a huge uh, member of – no pun intended. He was a, a huge member of the screwed-up clique out of Houston. Um, and he basically – and I know they're like, well, why is that on HBCU Hour? Well, he made ball and parlay that has been adopted by Tuskegee um, and has become their uh, anthem pretty much, you know what I'm saying, played under the shed many, many a time uh, since 1999. So uh, R.I.P. Big Poker. You got anything uh, else before we get up out of here? Nah, man. Uh, all I'm going to say is make sure y'all celebrate this like y'all celebrate Cinco de Mayo on 4th of July. Amen to that, man. Go get you some red some red soda, red pop, depending on what, what region of the uh, country in. Get you a strawberry or so, some hibiscus. Y'all yeah, make sure you, you know what I'm saying, love on your loved ones and Hey, That's we'll awesome. be we'll be back Thursday, man. And uh hey, like that, we got this show was presented by betonline.ag. Bring me mumba. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.